for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The FBI and the Justice Department have become vicious monsters. A legal victory for former President Donald Trump, a special master appointed to review materials seized by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago. President Biden facing backlash, again, walking back fiery criticism of MAGA Republicans. New York's governor responds with silence when confronted by a reporter about her being only four percentage points ahead of her Republican challenger. New York among 17 states looking at banning gas-powered vehicles by 2035. A body's been discovered near where billionaire heiress Eliza Fletcher was abducted while jogging. A federal judge Monday granted former President Trump's request for a special master. The special master will review documents seized by the FBI from his Florida home, Mar-a-Lago. This also temporarily halts U.S. DOJ, the Justice Department's use of the records for investigative purposes. The decision by U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon will determine documents covered by attorney, client, or executive privilege. Former federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner on No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohn. Here's something I've never seen in my 30 years as a prosecutor, Brian. The judge, before she even asked the prosecutors at the Department of Justice to state their opinion, to file their brief, to argue their case, she said, I tentatively am inclined to grant Donald Trump's request for a second master. That's not the way litigation is supposed to work. The order came despite the strenuous objections of the Justice Department, which said a special master was not necessary because their review was complete. The department said Monday that it was reviewing the decision, but did not indicate if and when it might appeal. President Joe Biden Monday walking back a recent string of criticisms against MAGA Republicans, the rightmost wing of the party. In the most pointed remark, Biden called former President Donald Trump's philosophy semi-fascism at an event for Democratic donors back in August. Biden traveled to Milwaukee for a labor fest on Monday. Look, folks, I believe we're at an inflection point in American history. I really mean that. It comes around every five or six generations. Well, inflection where one of those moments where everything's changing, everything's changing. And we're going to have to ask whether we want to be a country that moves forward or backwards. We're going to we're going to build a future or we're going to obsess about the past. He made the comment during a Labor Day celebration of the dignity of the American worker after Wisconsin. Biden visited Pittsburgh, marking his third visit to Pennsylvania in a week. Well, Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul bolted, ignoring a question from the New York Post just days after a new poll shows her only four percentage points ahead of Republican challenger Congressman Lee Zeldin. She marched with dignitaries behind a banner bearing her name and title during the West Indian Day Parade on Monday. Instead, Hochul departed to an awaiting SUV before the end of the parade route and left. Congressman Zeldin, meanwhile, told 77 WABC's Bernie and Sid in the morning program, as governor, he'd support law enforcement and fight crime. There's so much that we can be doing to back our men and women in blue, protect qualified immunity, Make sure that our streets belong to law enforcement and law-abiding citizens, 
not criminals, but the pro-criminal Democrats who right now run Albany feel like we haven't gone far enough. They have more ideas on how to make this worse if given the opportunity. The Democratic governor briefly turned her head in response to a shadow question from the New York Post, but she didn't answer, got into the vehicle and left. More than a dozen states, including New York, are debating whether or not to follow California's lead in banning new gas cars by the year 2035. California's restrictions are the strictest in the U.S., mandating that all new vehicles run on either electricity or hydrogen by 2035. Alliance for Automotive Innovation President and CEO John Pazella on Fox Business. Companies are investing billions of dollars in re, uh, reimagining these supply chains and shifting the industrial base to electric vehicles. Um, there is some benefit to some of the programs we've seen in this recently passed bill yeah. to support that industrial transformation. The mandate is facing a fierce pushback in many states, such as Minnesota, where the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association argues the weather prohibits the use of solely electric vehicles. In Tennessee, the Memphis Police Department says a body's been found near where Eliza Fletcher was abducted while jogging last week. The body was discovered just after 5 p.m. Monday. The identity of the body and the cause of death have not yet been confirmed. The investigation's ongoing. Here is Eliza Fletcher's uncle, Mike Keeney. Eliza has touched the hearts of many people, and it shows. We want to thank the Memphis Police Department, Shelby County Sheriff Department, TBI, FBI, and all of the other law enforcement agencies who are working tirelessly to find Liza. The family has met with police, and we have shared with them all the information we know. Police did not confirm if the heavy police presence in the area of the discovery was related to the Fletcher investigation. Well, the House January 6th Capitol Riot Committee reportedly plans on dropping its subpoena against the Republican National Committee and email vendor Salesforce. Attorneys at the RNC and Salesforce were notified last week, according to the Washington Post. Former President Donald Trump blasted the media and the committee during a speech back in July. Everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage you in any form, but they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. And I don't think that's going to happen. The motion to dismiss the subpoena comes as Republicans are favored to take back the House during the midterms, making it likely that the January 6th committee will be disbanded after the election this fall. The RNC filed a lawsuit back in March against the Democratic-led January 6th panel. Salesforce owns the RNC's fundraising platform. More now on the federal judge's decision for the Trump documents. Federal Judge Eileen Cannon revealed Monday that 40 years worth of former President Donald Trump's medical records and documents related to his accounting information and taxes were seized during the FBI's raid of his Mar-a-Lago home. Attorney Ellie Mistel was on MSNBC. Trump judges do not believe in the rule of law. They do not believe in precedent. They do not believe in facts. They do not believe in logic. They just believe in whatever is going to help Donald Trump. And they've proven it again and again and again. So when I say that you cannot trust Trump judges, I don't know what more evidence you need for that fact, right? The special master appointed to review documents can ask for the return of personal items and material that was not covered by the subpoena. 
Trump may seek emergency intervention measures from the Supreme Court in an attempt to temporarily block any release of those tax records to the committee. Congressional Democrats have been seeking Trump's tax return since 2019. And last month, the federal appeals court paved the way for the House Ways and Means Committee to obtain Trump's tax returns from the IRS under a law that permits the disclosure of an individual's tax returns to the congressional committee. As President Biden's polling numbers continue to sink, Democrats are distancing themselves from President Biden ahead of midterms. For example, Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes was not with Biden during the president's Labor Day visit to Wisconsin, instead at other Labor Day events. And a national poll published Wednesday found that Biden's approval rating has dropped to 38 percent. Ohio Democratic Representative Marcy Kaptur released an ad back in August that was critical of Biden's policies. Joe Biden's letting Ohio solar manufacturers be undercut by China. But Marcy Kaptur's fighting back, working with Republican Rob Portman, protecting our jobs. Nevada Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto has publicly opposed Biden's student debt forgiveness program, which he Implemented unilaterally in July, Representative Tim Ryden, the Democratic nominee for Senate in Ohio, also missed an event with Biden. Las Vegas police are asking for the public's help identifying a possible suspect in the death of veteran newspaper journalist Jeff German. He was found stabbed to death outside of his home on Saturday. In two surveillance images released by the Las Vegas Police Department, the possible suspect is seen wearing a wide-brimmed hat and bright orange shirt. The person was potentially casing the area to commit other crimes before the homicide occurred, according to police. Here's Las Vegas Metropolitan PD Captain Dory Corrin. Now we believe that this is an isolated incident. There is no concern for the general public or anyone else at this time. Um, We are investigating this very aggressively as we do with all of our homicides and I think it's very well known that we take this as a priority. And police are asking people in that community to review their surveillance cameras to see whether they captured the person Friday between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. German, a journalist for more than 30 years, was pronounced dead outside of his home by responding EMS workers. Well, a huge fentanyl haul, 46 pounds of suspected fentanyl pills hidden inside the compartments of a vehicle were seized by Arizona troopers during a traffic stop. The incident happened August 24th after a trooper dropped the driver of a 2010 Volkswagen Jetta sedan for moving violations. GOP nominee Carrie Lake spoke about the fentanyl issue in Arizona on the headlines with Brandon Waltons. I'm in this to stop the narco-terrorists, to stop the fentanyl from pouring into Arizona. I'm not comfortable with Arizona being the pipeline for Mm -hmm. fentanyl coming into this country. I'm not comfortable with that. It's killing more people, more young people than any other cause of death. And we have to stop it at the border. Authorities identify the driver of that vehicle as a 20-year-old Isaiah Ocasio of Phoenix. Ocasio was arrested on charges including possession, transportation, and sale of narcotic drugs. Meanwhile, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the National Center for National Health Stats estimates that there were over 107,000 drug overdose deaths in the U.S. in 2021. Over 71,000 of those deaths are related to synthetic opioids such as fentanyl. Britain's Conservative Party has chosen Foreign Secretary Liz Truss as the U.K.'s new prime minister to replace embattled and scandal-ridden Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Truss beat rival Rishi Sunak, the government's former Treasury chief, and 
She faces immediate pressure to deliver on her promises to tackle the economic crisis in that country. 77 WABC News Time 515. Back to Joan Olin with your update on traffic, transit, and weather. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, Deb, I snuck in. You snuck in. I and snuck in. there you are, Phil Dixon for Justin Alec on uh, sports. Thanks, Deb. All I right, am Phil. Phil Dixon with your early news sports update. Chaos in Queens is the headline in the sports world. Just a day after the world number one, Daniil Medvedev was upset by number 23, Nicholas Kyrgios. The number two, Rafael Nadal, was the next to fall. It was the American Francis Tiafo who shocked the world at the U.S. Open yesterday afternoon where he pulled off the upset of the tournament and put away the legend that is Rafa. With respect for Rafa, Francis Tiafo says... It's my time. With Daniil Medvedev losing on Sunday night and Rafael Nadal defeated yesterday, it's the first U.S. Open where both top two men's seeds failed to reach the quarterfinals since the year 2000. In the upset, Francis TFO joined Andy Roddick and James Blake as the only Americans to ever defeat Rafael Nadal in a major, and this loss snapped Nadal's streak of 16 consecutive major quarterfinal appearances, with the, which was the fifth longest streak among men in the Open era. Well, as improbable as it sounds, as of late at least, the Yankees managed to do the unthinkable and win two games in a row. These struggling Bombers made their way back home from Tampa to host a four-gamer against the Minnesota Twins. Jamison Tyone took the slap for the Yanks, letting in two runs to bring it to a 2-2 draw heading into the sixth. But until Big 99, Aaron Judge himself took the plate. He did what he gets paid the big bucks to do and put wood to cork and sent the fan home with a souvenir. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run into the second deck. Number 54. And the Yankees lead 4-2. to two. That's 54 in the season. Yanks win that one with a final score of 5-2. to two. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. With your early news sports update, I'm Phil Dixon. News to Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street's losing streak goes on. The housing market's still cooling and GM buying out dealers. Those stories next. The market sell-off continues its slide into September. All three major indexes coming off three consecutive weekly losses. The Nasdaq, meanwhile, riding its longest losing streak in three years. Home prices falling as the housing market is cooling. One in five home sellers cutting their asking price last month. Sales stalling and houses sitting on the market. Last month, the average home sold for less than asking for the first time in more than a year. GM making a big investment in its EV business. The car maker now offering buyouts to Buick dealers who aren't on board with GM transition to all electric by 2030. Facebook parent Meta Platforms buying a startup specializing in virtual reality and the FTC still trying to stop Meta's acquisition of another rival VR company. The FTC says Meta is using its buying power to dominate the VR business. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Futures advancing. The Dow's up 119 points at 31,431, up 0.38%. The S&P up 16 and three-quarter points. The Nasdaq up 73 and three-quarter points. Gold down 20 cents an ounce. And crude oil up 22 cents a barrel at $87.09. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Well, is New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy, running for president? Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Governor Murphy doesn't say no when asked about a 2024 presidential run. Murphy on Fox News Sunday talking about his planned review of New Jersey's COVID-19 response, including extended school closings and 9,500 nursing home deaths. However, questioning quickly turned to 2024 and Murphy's White House ambitions. The governor, who's considered a strong Democratic contender, says he'll back President Biden if he runs again. He says he hasn't met with potential donors. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A billionaire investor has been left to answer for an alleged pump and dump scheme at Bed Bath & Beyond. That after its chief financial officer committed suicide. Ryan Cohn was accused of masterminding the operation to artificially inflate the price of the company's stock before cashing out. A lawsuit claims he approached 52-year-old Gustavo Arnell to release misleading statements and false omissions about the company's financial standing. Here's Arnell back in 2020 on Cheddar News. We have not decided to pull back on coupons. Quite the opposite. We're undergoing a major transformation of our company. We've announced a roadmap over a three-year period, and we're becoming a digital-first, omni-always company. Coupons is part of that. That was before they allegedly cashed out and caused the price to plummet, leaving other shareholders out of about $1.2 billion. Police say Arnell jumped from the 18th floor of the famous Jenga building in New York City Friday. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia August 23rd claims Cohen had approached Arnell about a plan to control shares of Bed Bath & Beyond so they could both profit. The class action lawsuit was brought by Virginia resident Peng Cheng C on behalf of all those who purchased Bed Bath & Beyond stocks between March 25th and August 18th of this year. Dangerous levels of arsenic discovered in the water supply at the Jacob Reese houses in the East Village. Testing is continuing, although the latest round of tests showed no arsenic in water supply of the Jacob Reese houses in the East Village. The city notified residents of the findings, but residents fear they were using the contaminated water for about a week and weren't notified quickly enough. A resident spoke to NBC New York. My concern is that we have, you know, we have children here. We have, you know, people that are sick. I don't know what arsenic, that arsenic does to your body. Late Friday, NYCHA began distributing bottled water at the housing complex. The Department of Environmental Protection has since set up about a dozen water faucets on Avenue D, as well as another faucet attached to a fire hydrant for residents to access clean water. The devastated mother of a teenager shot in the back and killed in Queens over the weekend is speaking out. Surrounded by loved ones, Monday, Karen O'Brien spoke out Monday on the killing of her 17-year-old daughter, Shantasia. She was just being an innocent teenager, I know. Just, she didn't even live to see her 18th birthday. Her birthday was the next day. O'Brien said her daughter was in her freshman year at the College of Staten Island. As she was home for the weekend, she was sitting in a vehicle with two other people when she was shot in the back on 136th Avenue, Rosedale, after receiving a phone call. Details of her death still unclear, though. Police say that a 15-year-old teen 
has been charged with manslaughter in connection with that deadly shooting. A woman was followed, forced into her apartment at knife point as a man attempted to rape her in Manhattan. This happened Sunday. Police say the man followed this woman, she's 53 years old, into her building along Avenue D near East 5th Street around 9 a.m. and forcibly entered her apartment. Once inside, the suspect held the woman at knife point in an attempt to rape her. He fled with her cell phone and $20. The woman was taken by EMS to a hospital for treatment. The NYPD is asking the public for help in finding the suspect. He is described as being in his 20s, 5 feet 7 inches tall, about 150 pounds with facial hair. He was last seen wearing a black T-shirt, a chain around his neck, white shorts with the word rude written across the front and white sneakers. Well, New York City is suing Starbucks. The city claims Starbucks allegedly wrongfully terminated a barista who helped organize a union at a Queens location of Starbucks. This lawsuit, filed by the city's Department of Consumer and Worker Protection, claims this employee identified as Austin Locke was let go less than a month after he and his co-workers voted to unionize. Locke spoke to The Independent back in July. Conditions are only getting worse in society, and uh, as, you know, younger people are coming to the labor uh, force, they're seeing that, you know, they get out of college and they're not getting a a job like they were promised or whatever, and and they're stuck in the working class. Um, And I think that practical experience is giving people ideas. The city says this is the first time it has filed suit for an alleged violation of its just cause protections for fast food workers. The company says the worker was not fired for union activities, but was let go for not filling out a COVID-19 questionnaire and allegedly falsely reporting that a supervisor made physical contact with him. More than 220 U.S. Starbucks stores have voted to unionize. And last month, a federal judge ordered Starbucks to reinstate seven employees in Memphis, Tennessee, who were fired after leading an effort to unionize. Well, New York City's public schools return Thursday, September 8th, with classes running until June 27th. No snow days this year, though. The Department of Education plans to continue remote learning during inclement weather. And schools will be closed for many holidays. And you can see the entire schedule on the New York City DOE's website. Well, Tom Cruise sequel is still raking in the bucks big time at the box office. Jacqueline Carl has a story. Top Gun Maverick passing Black Panther as the fifth highest grossing movie ever in North America. The Tom Cruise-led sequel also passed the $700 million mark. It's now the sixth film to ever do so domestically. According to Paramount, Maverick is the only movie to ever sit at number one at the domestic box office on both the Memorial Day and Labor Day holidays. The next highest grossing movie is Avatar, which is getting a re-release in theaters this month. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.